From Greenville, South Carolina, we present... Let the Bible Speak. Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, preaching Christ in all His fullness. Delighted that you've joined us for another broadcast of Let the Bible Speak. Today we continue a series of studies on the doctrine of the person and work of the Holy Spirit. Messages preached by Dr. Alan Cairns, founder of Let the Bible Speak Radio Ministries. We'll hear from Dr. Cairns in just a few minutes. First of all, we invite you to enjoy this devotional thought taken from the pen of the great 19th century preacher Charles Haddon Spurgeon found in his collection called Faith's Checkbook. Today's devotional bears the title, Mercy to the Undeserving. The text is Psalm 32 and verse 10. He that trusteth in the Lord, mercy shall compass him about. O fair reward of trust, my Lord grant it me to the full. The truster above all men feels himself to be a sinner, and lo, mercy is prepared for him. He knows himself to have no deservings, but mercy comes in and keeps house for him on a liberal scale. O Lord, give me this mercy, even as I trust in Thee. Observe, my soul, what a bodyguard Thou hast. As a prince is compassed about with soldiery, so art Thou compassed about with mercy. Before and behind and on all sides ride these mounted guards of grace. We dwell in the center of the system of mercy, for we dwell in Christ Jesus. O my soul, what an atmosphere dost thou breathe! As the air surrounds thee, even so does the mercy of thy Lord. To the wicked there are many sorrows, but to thee there are so many mercies that thy sorrows are not worth mentioning. David says, Be glad in the Lord, and rejoice, ye righteous! And shout for joy, all ye that are upright in heart. In obedience to this precept, my heart shall triumph in God, and I will tell out my gladness. As thou hast compassed me with mercy, I will also compass thine altars, O my God, with songs of thanksgiving. Oh 
midst of this increasingly secularized and materialistic society, multitudes of men, women, and young people seem to have forgotten that they have immortal souls, and that one day they must stand before a holy God and face the ultimate judgment. Despite every effort to banish the reality of death from the mind, the Word of God declares, "...it is appointed unto men once to die, and after this the judgment." How can a person be ready for that awful day? Is there a way to face God without fear? 
The great 19th century preacher Charles Haddon Spurgeon answered this question in a powerful sermon entitled, Preparing to Meet God. Let the Bible Speak now offers a booklet published by the Trinitarian Bible Society, which contains this vital message under the title, Preparing to Meet God. In addition to the sermon text, the publication contains a brief biographical sketch of Spurgeon's life, as well as a schedule for reading the Bible through in a year, all contained in an attractive, conveniently sized booklet. To obtain your copy, simply email info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you wish, you may call us at 864-244-2408. That's 864-244-2408. If you prefer regular mail, you may simply write, Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Just ask for your copy of Preparing to Meet God, and we'll be happy to provide it. During the time of his crucifixion, the Lord Jesus Christ took time to prepare his disciples for the time when he would no longer be with them physically. In several passages in the Gospel of John, we find Christ telling his sorrowing disciples that when he returned to heaven, he would send them a comforter, referring to the Holy Spirit. In this message, Dr. Cairns is explaining the various ministries of the Holy Spirit to the people of God. First of all, he comforts God's suffering people. Then the Holy Spirit is the Christian's helper, showing that the Spirit has taken Christ's place on earth as the comforter and the soul's immediate point of contact with God. Now Dr. Cairns continues this message, The Comforter. Every congregation I have ever addressed has had in it people far more than you would imagine whose hearts are weighed down with trouble, weighed down with worry, weighed down with the concerns of this life. Sometimes peace has been taken from the mind because there is no assurance of God's love and God's salvation. One of these things or another, 
There are people in this meeting today, and their hearts are made heavy. Other people can come along, and they can simply pat you on the back and say, don't worry. You know, if you're going through some deep waters, for some character to come along and tell you, don't worry, is a very hard thing to take. For it's simply dismissing you, and it's simply saying, I'm not feeling what you're feeling. I can't understand what you're feeling. And furthermore, I don't really have much time to try. Don't worry. My friend, if you are among the heavy hearted, if you're among those whose minds and souls are troubled today, let me tell you, that there is a comforter. There is the third person of the Blessed Trinity, God the Holy Spirit, whose especial work it is to come and bring ease in the midst of tension. To bring enjoyment in the midst even of calamity. And there is the enjoyment of Jesus Christ. Peter wrote those seemingly contradictory words in 1 Peter chapter 1. Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season if need be, ye are in heaviness. The word heaviness speaks of intense mental depression. Ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations. What a statement! You greatly rejoice, and yet you are in great heaviness and depression of mind. How can those two things go together? My friend, God's people do go through the heavy times. They do go through the times of calamity. They do go through the times when their sky is darkened and the sunlight seems to be obliterated. They do have the times when all hell is let loose against them and it seems there is no help for their soul. But in those very times, God the Holy Spirit fills their heart with Christ. God the Holy Spirit reminds them of the immutability of God's love in Christ, of the unchangeable power of the atoning blood of Christ. He reminds them of their acceptance by God's grace in Christ. He points them to the irreversible act of God in justifying their souls and imputing to them the righteousness of Jesus Christ. He points them to glory and says there is a book there and your name is inscribed in the Lamb's book of life. And in these things God's people rejoice. Oh, they don't like suffering any more than other, any other child of Adam. Their flesh does not react any differently to the searing pain of this world's distresses. But in the midst of the heaviness and the mental oppression and the attack of the devil, there is under their feet an immutable rock, the rock of ages. And there is within their breast an immutable person, the blessed comforter himself, whose ever-present ministry it is to point them Christ-word and to remind them of the things that cannot change. God, the Holy Spirit, as the paraclete, first of all, does the work of the comforter. 
second work of the Holy Spirit as the paraclete is the Christian's helper. This comes out very clearly. In the words of the Lord Jesus, he promised another comforter. Another comforter. There are two possible words that could be translated another here. One of them means another of a different kind. But the one that's used by the Gospel of John means another of the same. Another of the same kind. In other words, the Holy Spirit takes the very place of Jesus Christ here on earth. He's the vicar of Christ. That's why I detest the claim of the Pope of Rome to be the vicar of Christ. Because that is the office. And that is the title that belongs exclusively to God the Holy Spirit. It is a title of deity. And for any man to take it is the height of blasphemy. The Holy Spirit is to God's people on earth what the Lord Jesus was during his earthly sojourn to his disciples. Everything that Jesus was in the flesh to his disciples on earth, the Holy Spirit is now to God's people as they walk this veil of tears and fellowship with Christ. Now, let that sink in for a minute. What does it tell you? First of all, it tells you that the Holy Spirit is our immediate point of contact with God. The Holy Spirit is our immediate point of contact with God. The Holy Spirit is God, and He is with us and in us, and He is our point of contact with deity. Now, Christianity is a vital religion. It's a religion of life. It's more than a sect of theological propositions. Now, don't get me wrong. The neo-Orthodox crowd want to do away with theological propositions altogether. And that makes them heretics and even heathens. Idolaters of the worst kind. You cannot have Christianity without the theological propositions of the Word of God. But you know there are many people who are very orthodox in their propositions. These propositions, as I've said, are very necessary. But these people have got these propositions and they have got them, as it were, in stone. And they're as dead as something cast in stone. They are right in their theology. They're dead right in their theology. Now, I love theological orthodoxy. And I would seek to promote the strictest theological orthodoxy. But let me say this, my friend. There are many, and simply by formulating their theological propositions, they feel that they have grasped Christianity, and they haven't. You don't meet God at the end of a theological proposition. Oh, the proposition may be true, but you meet God by the dynamic activity of the person of the Holy Ghost. 
was a time when Calvinism, which had set Europe on fire in the days of John Calvin and John Knox and their followers, which had brought revival, which had been the vehicle of great evangelism, church building, when it became fossilized. Mary, they had their propositions, and they followed them out, and they became more and more and more minutely exact as they traced out the propositions, and they appeared to leave out the living reality of God the Holy Spirit. And one of the great forces of impetus that gave birth to the modern Arminian movement which led the church astray and is bringing awful results even to this very day, was seeking to escape the deadness of a Calvinism that simply rejoiced in formulae and had nothing of the living power of the Holy Ghost. God save us from an orthodoxy that's dead. The Holy Spirit is our vital point of contact with God. We need to hold the orthodox faith, but why we need the Holy Ghost to set it on fire. Dr. Paisley loves to quote the saying of Dr. Bob Jones Sr. He used to say that Without evangelistic unction, orthodoxy cannot function. How very, very true. We need to learn this again in the realm of fundamentalism today. There are fundamentalists who are ready to fight everything and everybody that doesn't dot every I and cross every T of their creed. But there's very little evidence of the vital activity of God the Holy Spirit in the midst. He is our immediate point of contact with God. He's like Christ to us in that also he's ever near. He's never far. The comfort and the help that we need is never far away. He's ever near. And not only so, but he's ever clear. Did you ever notice in the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ that he was near his disciples and when he wanted them to do something, he was absolutely clear in making his will known to them, in instruction and in guidance. That is the ministry of the vicar of Christ. He brings us into vital contact with our God. He breathes life into our feet. He's ever near us, and he's clear in instruction and in guidance. So, he takes the place of Christ in us. He's our helper. He's our helper because he enables us. There's a lovely word in Romans 8 and 26. The Spirit helpeth our infirmities, our weaknesses. He helps. He enables. Now tell me, what can you do for God? What can you do? You've got to throw up your hands and say, I can do nothing. You should witness, but how can you witness effectively? You should seek to win souls, but how can you win souls? 
These are things beyond the ability of man. We are too infirm to do these things. We are told, stand, therefore, and having done all, stand. But how can you stand if you're too weak to stand? Well, thank God, the Holy Spirit is our helper, and he helpeth our infirmities. He takes the weakest of the weak, and he puts power within them. The one who could help and enable the paralytic to stand up and walk is the one who can put power in the weakest believer and enable him to do the will of God. Not only so, he's our helper because he subdues our enemies and his enemies. Think of the words of Isaiah 59 and verse 19. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall raise up a standard against him. The standard is the standard of the cross. That's the only standard the Holy Ghost ever lifts up. The old gospel standard. When the enemy comes in like a flood, God the Holy Spirit helps his people by holding aloft the standard. In ancient times when men went into battle, when army came against army, when the standard fell, there was general confusion and despair in the ranks, and the army would flee in defeat. Bless God when men would let down the standard, when men would compromise, when churches would go rotten, when apostasy would end to the body politic. God the Holy Spirit says, I will raise up the standard. There's no defeat for the cause of Jesus Christ. There's no defeat for the man who stands for God in that cause. He subdues our enemies. listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America. We hope you've enjoyed and benefited from today's program. We're here as your servants for Christ's sake. If we can be of any further help to you in the things of the Lord, we invite you to contact us. Our mailing address is Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. If you wish, you may call us at 1-864-244-2408. That's 1-864-244-2408. Our email address is info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you would like to learn more about the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, we invite you to visit our website, www.fpcna.org. That's www.fpcna.org. This is Charles Kelsch saying thank you for listening and inviting you to join us again as we Let the Bible Speak. (music) 